0: Mic test one, two. Bringing you a podcast from the SJCS Student Council. Be all ears as we, Judenites, are going on air. Hello, everyone. My name is Jude Seth Aliaga. I'm going to be your host today for Judenites On Air podcast. Once a Judenite, always a Judenite. Relive your memories here with Judenites On Air. The topic for our podcast today is actually going to be service awardees. I'm going to be speaking with some of the people in St. Jude who've been working here for at least 10 years or more. And we're we're just going to have a good time today, you know. So first, we got Sir Villas, who I believe has been working here for 16 years. Hello, sir. Want to say something? I'm
1: Romel Villas. As you mentioned, I'm here for... Completed 15 years, and this is my 16th year in St. Jude Catholic School. I'm happy to be invited. I'm excited, kind of nervous at the same time, but all is well.
0: And we also have Sir Romeo Tan, who's been here for like 10 years, right? Right. Uh, so, so hello,
2: everyone. I'm uh, very happy that I'm invited to uh, jo- to partake and join this conversation. Like what you've said, I've been with St. Jude for 10 years. Actually, this is my 11th year. And uh, I'm excited for
0: this. All right, so I got a question. Why did you pick St. Jude Catholic School as the school that you you know you're gonna work at? Like there are a lot of schools out there. Why this one specifically? See,
2: fifteen years, one sir.
1: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, I'll start. Why St. Jude Catholic School? This is actually my third employer. The background that I can give you is somehow connected with who is running the school. I was a former SVD seminarian. I was about to be a priest three years more before ordination, but I decided to leave the seminary. And so the time that I left in 2004, I was employed in one university or college in somewhere in Tramuros. I stayed there for two years, but I was asked by one priest, why are you teaching in a school, not SVD? Why don't you apply here in St. Jude Catholic School, which is run by the SVD? And so I did consider this school because, well, primarily because of my background and my formation under the tutelage of the SBD Fathers. How about are... you,
0: Cyril? For me,
2: well, actually, I'm not really sure if students really know that I'm actually an alumnus of uh, St. Jude Catholic School. I graduated Batch 96. This year, we will actually be having our homecoming. <laughs> so, 2050-year homecoming. So, uh, tanda na. <laughs> But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I chose St. Jude because I know the system already. I mean, I, I studied in St. Jude for like how many years? If you're going to say uh, that I'm like 10 years in St. Jude, it's, it's like actually if you add another 13 years, you studied Dibai in St. Jude like around 13 years. It's just like half of my life is already annoying. It's already spent in the school. Lane. So definitely no, St. Jude would be uh, the first choice no? when it comes to like if I want to to teach. And actually I came from a different background then in also in, in terms of like where I worked before. I worked in the financial industry, actually in the banking industry. No? So that's where I started. But along the way, I don't know, something just went on my mind. It's just like parang I wanted to teach. Eh? There's this something in me na I wanted to like try also. And I was advised because I you know late twenties na. And someone told me if you really want to teach. You go for it because if you miss that part baka, you know you might not be able to get that opportunity already so yun, so i said go for it na. follow what you really like also
0: you know both of you have very deep backgrounds as to why you guys chose the school i chose it because it's near my home and that's it <laughs> but <laughs> other than that so you guys have been here for 10 and 15 years that's a long time What inspires you to keep doing what you do in St. Jude? What gives you that drive?
1: Well, I I put something on my family's table. I'll be honest with that. But more than that, 15 years, a decade and a half, it's not not an easy feat, no? And um, my career in St. Jude is not only defined by my being a teacher, but with different work assignments. If I may count the number of years that I am into teaching roughly seven years. The rest are in the offices, outreach, to the director's office, assistant to the director, and then the Office of Human Resources. So the things that I'm doing are what's motivating me to continue the mission of being employed in St. Jude Catholic School. And though it's strenuous, it requires one to be purposive, adaptable, results-driven, but that's how I, I value my worth in this institution, that's if uh, you will be able to, to read my message in my being years here. This is where, I guess, I believe God has commissioned me to be, although temporarily. How about you, sir?
2: Uh, what inspires me? will actually, the experiences I uh, gained. No? I mean, the number of years I've been teaching in St. Jude. It's really the experiences that inspired me. Whether it be good experience or not so good experience. You know, if it's a good experience, you're. You know, it may not be like the, the biggest like achievement or what. You know, small achievements like let's say for example we have this competition. Let's say the um, what do you call this? Yung langtu competition. How do you say that in English again? The right. choral recitation. Tu- no? Coral recitation. Know. <laughs> yeah, this is the choral recitation. You know, those small ano lang, Sometimes you win. And you're inspired by it. No? You're, you're happy that your students are also enjoying no? at the same time like learning. And there, of course, there will be some experiences that are not so okay, but it still inspires me. Because hey, I, I can do better. I mean, I can try to find ways to improve on myself. So whether it be a good or bad experience, you learn from that experience and you get inspired by it. So basically, it's more on experiences that we encounter every
0: day Ah, so both of you have been talking a lot about your experiences in the past what led you to choose St. Jude right and all of that kind of stuff what's the best experience the funniest experience you've ever had teaching or working at St. Jude funniest
1: bordering to <laughs> embarrassing
0: <laughs> moment I guess
1: just the recent one when I was still in the IB I was talking for about 10 minutes I guess then, after ten minutes, one student of mine signaled that I am muted. So for ten minutes, I was talking to myself. No, <laughs> and uh, it only took it, it. took ten minutes for one student to call my attention. Yeah, that's funny. At the same time, really boarded into being embarrassed. The other one, it's it happened a long time ago. Since I mentioned off this uh, recording, that if there's one highlight in my career in St. Jude, that is being the outreach coordinator of the school. I, I think being a former seminarian, that's where my fulfillment of being an ex-seminarian is, no? and uh, uh, being actualized. Because my experience in the as in the pastoral ministry enabled me in the outreach program to really fulfill that. And since I'm bringing students to different communities and, you know, naman the code of nature, sometimes you cannot help but do it, you know, when it's really needed. And so one time going to Cavite area, we were using then the old school bus, the old one. And this one student who asked permission, sir, can I go to the CR? I was looking for him and we were already checked by the, uh, the authority because we are already in the toll and so they asked us about why are you stuck? So that that was it. I I can still remember that because they learn a lot we learn a lot from that one.
0: <laughs> Jeez. What about you? sir?
1: Actually, with me, I can't really think of one.
2: Maybe it's just more on, you know, when I'm teaching sometimes, you know, students, you know, there will be certain days that Students don't really pay attention and then get angry and then like that. So there was a time I was like, you know, giving sermons. So I was angry and blah, 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 like that. And suddenly, I bit my tongue. So out yeah. of like getting angry, it's like So after that, I suddenly laughed in the middle of being angry. So it was like, Diva, It's so awkward. Because you're
1: angry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. May nakalalas sa
1: yon, so, sir Romeo. Di ba sabi nila pag you bit your tongue? <laughs>
2: ah, galit. <ganun. laughs> Patay uh, ka hia, ba? Kasi galit katabos biglang.
1: Yeah.
2: Nakaw. <laughs> Something like that. So that's that would be one thing that I would uh, remember.
0: I remember during class, one of my friends, who's still my friend to this day, he he got in trouble for using the you know the emergency whistle they give you. The colored yeah. metal one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They still tweet me. Oh really? Yeah. Tagal I remember he got in trouble for whistling it in the middle of class, but he wouldn't stop laughing even after he got scolded. And when he was told to explain why he wouldn't stop laughing, he blew he blew the whistle with his nose. It was like. <laughs> And the teacher <laughs> stopped getting mad at him. She started laughing too. Anyway, <laughs> so, what do you enjoy the most about what you do? How about we have Sir Romeo Tan first? What do you enjoy? Uh,
2: uh, well, you know, especially during the face-to-face, every time that I enter my class, there's this feeling of like, there's this happiness. Eh? I really cannot explain. Especially the, the class before the pandemic started. Every time I enter, if I'm gonna be the next teacher, and I see them, I'm just I'm just so happy to see them. Actually, that's that's it's not just that class. It's every year, every year, being able to be with students. That's really something that makes me happy to be with students, to be able to talk to them, uh, even during their break time, during lunch time. You know, it's like the the bond that you share with people. That's what makes me happy. Oh, yeah. that,
0: that's nice. How about you, Sir Villas?
1: Well, the difference between Sir Romeo and I is that uh, he's handling lower levels and him handling, you know, the really teenagers, na- nearing adulthood. And the beauty about the program assigned to me is that it's not limited to the classroom. If if it's about teaching, I think. The defining moment would be when I was in the IB program, the International Baccalaureate Diploma Program, because as a CAS coordinator, you just don't simply teach them the theories and the concepts about how to do things, but you have to bring them out of the classroom so that they would understand better the context and the theories taught in the classroom. And in in those moments, that's where I got to know them beyond our teacher-student relationship. Because along going to the place, so, so while traveling, we were chatting, I get to know also who are their crushes or their GFs or boyfriends, what food they eat, what food they like to eat. And so all those stuff, I, I got to know beyond the four walls of the classroom. And uh, even part of the program is to have the cultural immersion and have two batches that I went to and with so those things I, I enjoyed with, with regard to teaching, particularly in the IB program, because those are closely related to my passion of doing outreach program, creating programs for the school. And now I was entrusted with students to bring them out and to, to kindle interest in them, to be socially conscious leaders because I think Judenites in general, they are just simply waiting for that opportunity to actualize their potential to make a difference in this society. You are not all about minds, but you are looking also something, just like what you're doing now. No? This is something that is not being taught in the classroom, but you go beyond it. And you now realize that there is more to learn outside the walls of the classroom. And so that's why I, I am really passionate when, when I talk about that. And I'm passionate about when students learn to realize that they can do these things. And I'm happy to say that my former students initiated their own social civic organizations outside or even beyond the requirements of their universities. During the pandemic, I would, well, I I will mention this one because it made me feel fulfilled that it's a kind of a testament already to what I did for the program that when the pandemic hit us, these former students of mine did not slow down or did not stop them from doing something else for the benefit of others. And so they started Hiraya Manawari, in which they support indigent communities and indigent students in different places in terms of modules, in terms of use books, in terms of providing school materials. So I, I think, Wag naman sana, if I'll die today, I would say, I have accomplished something in this world because of
0: those students. You know, that, that, that's like you've been speaking about what you enjoy, right? What's the hardest thing on the other hand, you know? What's the most difficult part about what you do? you're going to say, I hate this one student, his name <laughs>
1: <laughs> The The word is not really hate. I, I think in my experience of being a teacher, you don't hate one. Maybe the, the thing that that student did, yes but not that the person per se. But at the end of it all, these are human beings that you relate with and to. There may be difficult students, I would say. They might not listen to you. But I guess when you learn to know them the way they are introduced to you in terms of from the former advisor or by the subject or by the advisor, the current advisor, but getting to know them, it's a question of what happened. Why is he behaving as such? Then you, try, you, you understood it better. Why is he showing emotions as such in the class? Why is he not paying attention to me? I guess that's where you're being a teacher and being a human set in, in terms of how you relate with that individual. Because at the end of it all, you don't want to be defined by such that you will be remembered by that student that day that you got mad at him throw things at team, said words, expletives of all things. And it's too late to realize that you already ruined the possible good relationship that you could have established with that student. I had one, but we became friends, you know, because we tried to settle things at the end of, you know, that encounter. But I may not say that that that's the hardest. I, I would say the hardest part of being a teacher would be you not being heard. Like they're not listening to you? Not really listening to you, but in terms of like, there are lessons in life that you that it's so difficult for them to grasp at the onset. Because me as a teacher, I, I try to to see things in a perspective that when I said it, they would understand it. So I, I, it's it's within that parameter that it's becoming difficult for me or hard for me because I am assuming that they would easily understood things. Then I realize I cannot. At once, let them understand it. Uh-huh. I
2: actually agree with what Sir Romel is saying. You
1: know, there's. Do you won't hate any student? Actually,
2: I never hated any student. Actually, whether it be a difficult student or not, it's actually a challenge for the teacher. Teachers would think on how how can I help this student if the student is not really like doing very well academically. You would you would really find ways to help them, but. You know, the challenging part actually is not really with the students, but it's really I can say, huh, for right now, maybe it's the no doing the online thing. Because Uh you you can't really like assess the students. I think that's one thing. And aside from that, let's just talk about the submissions. (laughs) You know, you have to tilt your head every now and then, you know, you know what I mean? The submissions. Uh, how they take the picture, sometimes it's very blurry pa. So, pampalabongan <laughs> ng mata. And then sometimes, <laughs> pampataas ng BP. Kasi, <laughs> <laughs> So, that's difficult. But at the same time, it's something kasi for us to, ano din eh? parang to think and reflect also. The situation right now is, of course, not good, no? But I would like to think of it somehow, ha? Huh? Not totally, Positively in the sense that, you know, I am at least with my family. You know, I you know, twenty-four seven. You know, you you think of those things na lang. But I don't you won't really feel very bad. Because by nature I am a very you know, I, I would prefer like talking to people face to face. You know, the the social part, eh? that's very important. Eh? That's what I really hate. You know, not being able to eat with people iyon nami mismo na yung Food Safari, uh, I, uh... <laughs> the morning breakfast, the uh, ano Long <laughs> Long Ako,
1: sure I, because everything. I'm working on site, I, oh. I can still eat uh, takoyaki. Oh, the takoyaki.
0: <laughs> I always buy <laughs> their cookies in Food Safari.
2: <laughs> so kasi, even kasi if it's on site, you don't really meet. I mean, I'm not sure, Sir Romel,
1: if you meet with your students on site, mm. Or is it No, kind of- I, I was talking with uh, Jude, Dominic Gary a while ago that I'm just happy to meet one student that will be great waiting this year. Oh, We were actually so happy to see each other when one time I went down to get a key and then somebody shouting my name. And it was Noreen Sim, no, calling my name. She's getting something from the registrar's office. Out. And so out Not of out. that, <laughs> so we say, Well, let's take a picture because you, you are only the student that I met in person that will be graduating this school year, and vice versa. ako rin lang yung teacher nakita niya in person in two-year program nila sa IB. So yeah, those moments na napaka napaka-simple pag tiningnan mo because of this pandemic, it seems really. An extravagant one, that that feeling that that you cannot it cannot be taken away from you by anyone else at that moment. Yeah. Yes.
2: Then adding to that, because like my students, I mean, I teach like grade five, right? So ano pahayane? Eh? mga malit pa Yeah, but, yeah. Like, oh. Ilang years ng pandemic, I thought would just be months long, right? So ngayon na high school na so na siguro I, I can't imagine how they look like already right now. Maybe some of them are even taller than than you know than me. Yeah, diba? yeah. So um, I don't know if it would it, will, will it still be the same. You know, yung how we uh, would greet each other, because. Annoy. Eh? Time has elapsed already, eh? so it can be something that's exciting, because you want to see how they look like afterwards. But it's still part of it, still sad, because you want to, you know, there, there's um, may nawala eh, you know, may na time. Eh? I mean, yeah, you can see. I mean, you can meet through Zoom or what or, or yeah. any online platform, but it's still different if you get to uh, see each other and talk to each other face to face. But I still believe, this too shall pass. There's always uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you know, the feeling of like when you're a kid, you know, you, there are certain things like, for example, you didn't get the candy, you get so angry. That feeling, you would feel very bad. So I would be thinking that right now, maybe you know, masama. I'm not, I'm not harboring any feeling angry. of grudge or what, but it's more on, right <laughs> now you would not, not feel very good because of the pandemic. But if you think ten years from now, I, I I hope no. I don't I don't think the man we would still be in this scenario. So I'm still optimistic. Still looking forward to the um, the bright side.
0: So before we continue, I just wanted to make light of something else. So Judenites, have you ever wanted? to just do something this October. There's a lot of free time, you know, maybe you want to use it on a webinar. Let me introduce you today with Jude and Light and Ignite. So This October, the SC is going to be rolling out a bunch of projects, you know, a bunch of things for students to do. And there's going to be a bunch of activities. There's going to be a webinar later on. They'll release more information about this in the future. But for now, you just got to look out for it, all right? when you open your social media accounts and stare at that page until your eyes start turning red. All right? So just remember, keep a lookout for the SE's projects, Jude and Light, Ignite. This October, be ready. It's going to be great. So for the past few years, and you too, sir, whenever you would have class, right, you've been teaching for many years, both of you. And so whenever you'd start the school year, the first day of school, what would you do? What is your mentality? How do you act on the first day of school? How about Sir Romeo Tan first, since you're still teaching?
2: Usually, the start of the school year, I am, you know, I, 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 I am more approachable. I, I show students that I'm approachable. You know, I don't want students to be scared of me. Of course, the most important thing is you should be prepared with your lessons, you know, your lesson planning your PowerPoints. You know, we spend so much time for doing that, especially right now, uh, during the the pandemic. We meet a lot, you know, with my uh, co-teachers. We even meet, like, sometimes, even up to midnight, we would discuss how we can teach these things properly. Because everything should be in detail. So, uh, preparation. It's always preparation for the lessons. And uh, right now, online, you know, Honestly, it's still it's still difficult. You you cannot really like get to know every student, you know? Even if you want them to turn on their webcams. But it's really sometimes, you know, it's because of the Wi-Fi problem. It's gonna be difficult for everyone. But then again, I think last year we did very well. I mean, the students were okay as much as possible. You know, students we let students try to learn as much as they can, you know, given the situation. Again this platform is still better than not having anything you know if this pandemic was right like around 90s 1990s it would have been worse right so uh, oh, yeah. again, always yeah, right? positive uh, you? still you know look at the positive side all all the time
1: yeah i agree with you? sir yeah thank you for that i agree with sir romeo with regard to preparing yourself before the opening of the school year with pandemic particularly i think IB was at the advantage at the time because when we had the initial lockdown and since we are an international program, the local program was suspended until until May, I guess. But we continued because we have the external examination. And so we started meeting students online even before the RLP program. I think that's where the advantage is. And in my case, since... As I mentioned that I handle the CAS program of the of the IB program. While I prepared PowerPoint presentations, videos, and any any materials for them to be excited about the program, because I would say majority of our students I the IB are excited about what is this CAS program all about? And what is, why is this even included in the rigors of the IB program? And when they heard stories from the uh, former batches, former cohorts of the IB program, they, it got them more excited about what particular CAS program will they take or will they initiate and so like that. Even with the preparation, the difficult thing about the pandemic, I, I thought the theories and the concepts but it's so difficult for them to initiate a class because it requires in-person, it requires relating with others, it requires collaboration with other students. But since we, we are at home, so things are done at home, online and the like. So yeah, I, I really prepared by, by reading, by equipping myself with different tech tools Fun thing about me is that since I grew up in the province, we don't have computers. And so when I was in college, I do not even know how to open to to on and off computer. But insane, you I I learned how and even learned how to use Canva. I even learned how to use Filmora in editing, you know, stuff that would add to my presentation. I I I am not Just simply relying on things that can be done in Word. I want something. I want to add meaning and effects into what I'll be presenting to my students.
2: And adding to that, actually, you know, if there's no pandemic, I would never have heard what MS Teams is, what's Zoom, what's What's Google Meet. (laughs) So you learn learn new things eh, as you go along.
1: Yeah, you adapt yeah. to the situation yung, yung meron sa kasalukuyan, that will work, then I'll do it. So probably yeah. if it happened 10 years ago without much advancement in technology like this, I mean, I, we can still survive teaching, I guess, if it happened 10 years ago because we are adaptable people. I mean, if there is one profession, uh, teachers really are really <laughs> adapting to the changing times. Before, common on na mga Manila paper, magsusulat siya ng napakarami. Pero yeah, yung Manila paper, naging Microsoft na ngayon. PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Right?
0: Teaching is all about helping others. You have a lot of experience with helping students whenever they're struggling, you know, helping each other. How do you think it's personally benefited you as a person? How do you think that teaching has positively affected you? Let's have Sir Romeo Tan first.
2: Teaching is a lifelong learning. You know, the main benefit actually is you you learn something. And you may have learned something. Well, I was a student, I learned something already, but while teaching it, you can see there are so many, you know, information you don't still you still don't know. And up to this age, no, I mean I still continue to learn. And like what we've discussed a while ago, we keep on adapting it. Like what I've said a while ago, pre-pandemic, I've never heard of what Zoom is, I never heard of what's Google Meet. But now, you know, oh, well, let's, let's meet at Zoom. You know, we know it already, right? So it's uh, uh, being able to adapt, being able to learn new things, being able to unlearn some things also. And sometimes you unlearn it, you have to relearn it. You know, it's so uh, dynamic. And then, but of course, before I can help other people, I need to help myself. So, so I have to keep on reading. I have to keep on studying also on my own. So, you know, the benefits here, it's not not just, you know, when you teach something, you give back, you know, you you see your students doing well, you are happy for them. The significance, actually, I can see here.
0: How about you, Sir Villas? Well, the, the benefit that
1: you can get from teaching is endless. And it will keep you grounded. Not because you are older than your students. You know it all. You learn when you listen also to what they have to share, what they have to say, and what they think about things, you learn from that. And in teaching, just like Sir Romeo said, it's, it's dynamic. That cycle of learning, unlearning, relearning, upskilling yourself is there. And it humbled me as a teacher to, to know that I learned more from my students, more than the things that I shared with them the things that I read, the things that I learned in, in college. But there's more to it, eh? especially Nga, because the peculiarity of my assignment or my mission, if I would say, of not just simply being a teacher relative to my being a catch coordinator and uh, being in the outreach program before, you, you, you learn that just simply in the in the classroom also. But you also learn from life when you bring them out outside the walls of St. Jude Catholic School. That you go home, though your body's tired, but you are happy. Because you know that your students learn something new also from the people that they met and from that experience. So, kahit pagod ng katawan, yung puso at isipan, napakasaya ng pakiramdam. Yes. Yeah.
2: I agree with that. No. Even if you're really tired, pero you're energetic inside.
0: All right. So for our last question today, what piece of advice would you give to teachers current and future in SJCS? Maybe not just SJCS, all teachers. Mention this one,
1: that working in St. Jude is really tough, strenuous, but don't forget to balance your work with your life. Do not let your work overshadow about your personal life. Yung tipon na pag umuwi ka ng bahay, you are not Mr. Villas sa anak mo, sa asawa mo. You are the husband and you are the dad. Alam mo yon. Pag danig sa classroom, ganun den yung nakita mo na kasi yung role namin talagang nag-duplicate, nag-multiply yan. Yung just simply being a teacher Dahil you are considered also as our children. Yun, nagiging tatay at nanay ka. So, isang bagay yun na, uh, learn how to integrate work-life balance. no? Yung integration of these two. Because if it's all about work, magkakaroon ng saturation eh. Alam mo yun, yung pagud na pagod ka sa buhay mo. Yun, ako, personally, ako gagawin ko, I will manage my working hours efficiently so that pagwika ng bahay i have time for myself i have time for my family so yeah and uh, never stop learning also kasi this is the profession that we have chosen kahit mag-aral ka uli o kaya magbasa ka or attend seminars do not stop learning because ang estudyante natin ay magbabago rin yan eh. mas 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 malalim mas malawak ang kaisipan sa mga bagay-bagay. So, yun, uh, learn to adapt to situations also. Because if they are into discord, then learn how to do discord. Because our time is saying, Viber, what's up? But discord, yeah, if you are into manga, then try to learn what is manga. If you are into Japanese anime, then try to learn how to at least to have a glimpse of the life of your students. So, it's not all about you at the end of it all. And last thing is, if I may quote our St. Arnold Jansen, and I think this will be my parting words, worthwhile indeed is the life of one who gives his all.
2: Uh, yeah, like, like what Sir said said, work-life balance, that's very important. You know, teaching is actually a noble profession. It's a very tough job. It's a very challenging job in any work the money actually it's really you know if you talk about work it's really challenging however when when you do something like yeah work like you do work like balance at the same time you also enjoy the moment no when you're doing something when you're when you're teaching when you're reading enjoy every moment because nothing is forever you know there's no forever i mean we may not know naman kasi, I may not know after like, for example, 10 years, will will I still be teaching baba? Diba? I mean, kasi, eh, things change eh, Diba? But always be very optimistic. Be excited of new things. You know, for aspiring teachers, well, first and foremost, you should learn how to dance. Kasi diba, usually first year of teaching, kailangan marunong kang sumayaw, diba? (laughs) You have to perform. So, you know, being teacher, you, you have to have different skills It's not just about teaching you should learn how to dance you have to do the bulletin board you have to draw it's a mood now you're now everything's online you have to be techy so learn not not just the subject that you are teaching but learn as many skills as you can um, right now we are all maybe feeling anxious but again like what we've been saying no. always look at the bright side always be optimistic always be thankful di ba ano sa ML si sabi na nothing lasts forever we can change the future <laughs> di so you know ano pa rin to eh, whatever we are experiencing right now again no the pandemic hindi yan forever okay so so just work hard work smart and always set goals for yourself also
0: thank you very much sir Actually, I've really enjoyed this. I hope both of you have enjoyed it as well. So I'd like to thank you. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come here and speak to us. I'd like to also thank you, the audience, for listening in to our podcast from start to finish. I hope you had some fun as well. I'd like to thank the editors and the script writers and all the people over here who are recording and you know just helping out with the podcast in general. Thank you all very much. I, again, am Jude Seth Aliaga. I've been your host today. Thank you very much. Goodbye.